0: Amanda Rabel, Vice President of Customer Success and Operations, and I'm here today talking to Julia Kanaus. Julia, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure.
1: Uh, I'm Julia Kanaus, Chief Membership and Marketing Officer here at ISaka.
0: And um, I've been here three-ish years. All right, I've been here almost nine years, but what some people know and some people don't know is we've known each other for... (laughs) Don't say, because then they can figure out how old we are. (laughs) A long time. And so we were raised together um, in Idaho and um, our life journey has brought us to various different points and companies. So let's get down to some questions. What was your first job?
1: My first job that I officially, besides like babysitting or whatever that I got paid for was um, sweeping. It's kind of like the gym maintenance person at the high school. Um, So I played varsity basketball and I needed something to make money in the summer, but I had summer league all the time. So he hired me to sweep the floors and mop the floors every day and clean up all the garbage after all the summer league games.
0: (laughs) That probably taught you some things about (laughs) like leaving things around. Yes. Good skill set. What's a little bit more history on some of the jobs that you've held prior to coming to ISACA?
1: Sure. So I started my career in consulting, which was a great way to get a flavor for doing a whole lot of different things. I did some technology implementation and ended up ended up more on the like marketing and strategy side. Um, I spent a number of years at the National Restaurant Association in a variety of roles, everything from product development to true business development to leading marketing to leading membership. Um, was a great time doing a lot again a lot of different things there. Um, and then spent about five years at the Illinois Technology Association. Um, So kind of always in this, at least the last 20 so years, um, in this community building space. And that's kind of how I've defined my career recently, regardless of kind of the industry, um, that idea that community can bring people together to grow their careers or grow their business, kind of grow their personal development, whatever that looks like.
0: Absolutely, making connections. I think that's one of your biggest skill set is making the connections, opening doors, um, finding people who are right for other things. I know that you've uh, you've found jobs for people. You've also <laughs> um, you know not only in our circle but other people. So it's definitely a skill set that you have. What personal goals are you pursuing right now? Well, that's a good
1: question. I should probably have a better answer than <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, when I think about the things that I want to continue to grow at, I think it's kind of adaptive leadership. So I um, learning how other people like to be led and adapting my style. I think I generally identify as a servant leader, yeah. and I think that works for a lot of people, um, but doesn't always work in every single situation. And sometimes I have to figure out how to better adapt my style to the situation that I'm in. So um, whether that is um, when I'm being a board member on another at another organization or in our board setting and room, um, or the leadership style that I show up with with the rest of my peers versus how I lead my team, sometimes those things can, can change and have to adapt. So that's probably the biggest thing I'm working on right now.
0: When have you grown as a person the most in your life and what caused that growth?
1: I think probably when I took on the role, I came into the Illinois Technology Association, um, leading membership and marketing. So similar job to um, what I have now, but in a much smaller scale, just local right. to Chicago. Um, and was asked to take over the CEO role. And as I did that, I kind of got a broader understanding of how, how much better the organization could have been managed, particularly from a financial standpoint. So it was a really hard time for me figuring out how I was going to lead this organization to the place that I really thought that it should be. I worked with an executive coach like through that process to figure out what are the the goals and the things that I need to set to kind of, um, feel good about myself and feel good about the organization because I had a strong inkling to just want to give up and walk away, but I couldn't at my core either. So I think I really grew in terms of understanding, um, really kind of set, it really helped me to identify I can feel good leaving or walking away when I get to this point, And here's the steps I'm going to take to get to this point. Um, And so that that taught me a lot about kind of my own um, ability to kind of manage through it. But also, I learned a lot about the fact that I'm probably not cut out for entrepreneurship,
0: um, because it was very much that. It was
1: it was very stressful. I mean, it was like, were we going to make payroll this week, and what you know that was, and um, and that's just not a comfortable place for me. at least not right now. Maybe someday right. I'll tackle that challenge.
0: <laughs> Maybe in the future. So, you talked a little bit about um, coaching, executive coaching, and, st- and mentorship as well. Is there people in your life that you can attribute that to um, to get you to where you are today as a leader in your profession? Yeah, I think
1: I've worked with a lot of different people that have all in various ways um, taught me different things, had, you know, Um, formal mentors in the past where I've, you know, gone to someone said, will you be my mentor? Um, But then I think probably the ones that have been the most valuable have been things that have just kind of grown up through shared um, experiences with other people, you know, kind of professionally. There's um, a woman right now that um, we meet probably quarterly for coffee, whether it's virtually or in person, that just is going through a very similar kind of career journey as me. Um, So almost in a peer mentorship way. uh, And it's super helpful. We share connections and stories and ideas about some of the challenges that we're facing so that's been super helpful in shaping and and helping me play back things and test things like I'm thinking about this and having somebody being able to honestly say I think that's a really bad idea
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe not or
1: maybe think about it this way um, is super helpful
0: what has been the most significant barrier in your career if there's even been one that you feel I
1: don't feel like I've had any big ones, I've definitely had moments where I've felt kind of the gender imbalance from time to time, not in a hugely significant way, but certainly I think there was a point in time when I was um, pregnant with my third child that I pretty much got passed over for promotion with their assumption that I wouldn't want it. I don't think I wanted it anyway, but no right. one asked me, right? right? So I think some of those kinds of things, and I think in that was almost 10 years ago now, I'm more confident as a person, if that were to happen to me today, I'd raise a a way bigger stink about it than than I did at the time. Um, I think there's more social consciousness and corporate consciousness about those kinds of things too. So there's been little things like that, I think, um, kind of along the way when I look back, but nothing like hugely significant that I felt like I had to overcome.
0: Right, absolutely. How do you balance career, personal life, and passions?
1: Oh, it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I try and remind myself, um, as important as the work is that we do at ISACA, that like I'm not sitting here curing cancer today, um, so that it's okay to compartmentalize a little bit. And I think that that it's, it's okay to take those breaks. And I talk to a lot of young women, a lot of times, particularly women, about knowing like when the, the Sheryl Sandberg had the, the book about leaning in, right? And that it's actually okay to lean out sometimes mm-hmm. and that you have to pick the times and places that you decide to lean into your career and that it's okay sometimes to lean out. And that thinking about career more as like lattice work right, than a corporate ladder is I think, One of the keys, I think, in the way that I've really managed my career and my career growth is that I've sometimes taken jobs that are a sidestep or a downstep or um, three rungs over, you know, but not necessarily always straight up. Right. Um, And I think that's been a good balance for me. When the kids were little and I was traveling like every other week to Washington DC, basically in a commuting kind of job, I realized that was too much. And I took a job that like stepped that back, stayed very local um, and actually made a little less money than I'd been making before, but it ended up being the right kind of step in career progression for me in the long run.
0: I think you're overall just a really organized person too. I don't like clutter anywhere. (laughs) You don't like clutter. You're really good at um, planning. You're really good at looking ahead at schedules. You're really good at relying on your community. I feel like you have all the right skill sets for perfect balance. Sometimes I feel very off balance. Um, (laughs) And maybe I should say, what would Julia do?
1: <laughs> she would meal plan. I don't she know She would that's write it out and meal plan. I, would, I do meal plan. I do meal plan. I have to say I'm lucky. I've had a lot of help too. So I've been yeah. fortunate that I've had great babysitters and nannies and and people that can have helped cuz I don't right. know that I could have, you know, I call them, you know, my second wife, um, or second husband, that kind of thing. I've yeah. had you, you know, yes. as you said community cuz we'll take turns picking each other's kids up and you've had my kids over weekends mm-hmm. when both my husband and I were working. So, um, so the, the it takes a village thing definitely plays into yeah,
0: it. Absolutely. All right, let's talk mental health. You did talk about this a little bit earlier about sometimes you need to lean back um, and take a break. Um, what habits do you have to take care of your mental health?
1: Well. I don't know, don't, don't take this as advice, but wine helps. <laughs> True. Um, I don't know that that's the kind of advice that I'm supposed to be giving, but, um, and for me, exercise uh, is the place that I find the most opportunity. I get really, my whole family knows that like, if I haven't been to the gym in three or four days, like I'm on a rampage. Um, and that me making time and space for that makes me a better, happy, healthier person for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Burnout is a real thing. How do you support and encourage employees in your department um, to care for their mental health?
1: I think it's important we take the time we're given, like, and really take it off. Again, there's nothing typically so urgent in the work that we do that it can't wait a couple days, you know, when you're on vacation or even a whole week, especially if you've set yourself up for success and you have um, somebody who can back you up. I think that that's probably a key, is ensuring that other people have similar knowledge and that you don't hoard knowledge i think that that can lead to a lot of burnout when a lot lot of times i think people think like oh if i have all this knowledge then i'm indispensable Um, and i think it actually when you see people sucking up knowledge
0: instead of sharing it it actually kind of starts to end careers instead of build careers absolutely and it it, like you said building the right community around you personally will also professionally in, in yes. your department building that right community to have your back and be able to step in when you're not able to because um, you never know what's going to happen um all right we're tied soccer questions okay so um what do you think good company culture is
1: i think good company culture is when people feel like they can show up as their whole selves at work yeah. um whether whatever that means and is to them um, and be accepted for that and be able to feel comfortable working in the way and style and space that works best for them doesn't mean you don't like i was talking about earlier that you don't have to adapt from time time to time to different personality styles and that kind of stuff but a good culture allows you, if you are a servant leader, then you're respected for and people understand that and that's your leadership style. Um, and if somebody else leads in a different way or has a different approach to things, that's accepted and respected and stuff as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, what about ISACA's mission excites you?
1: So speaking of kids and stuff, we were um, I was explaining in the most basic ways to my kids kind of what ISACA does um, and helping them understand that We, for them, the way I kind of phrased it was that we help make sure that it's safe for them to use their phones and apps and devices. Right. It was like the simplest way that I could describe it. And at the end of the day, if we're like, if I if we are doing our job really well, then my kids don't have to learn about security.
0: Does that make sense? So like there's
1: all these things out there around how to keep kids safe on devices and how, you know, all that kind of stuff. If we do our job super well and like what our mission is, you would never have to take that, your kids, our kids would never have to take that course because they would be protected and
0: safe all the time when they're online. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you think ISACA offers better than anyone else?
1: We've talked a lot about community. Mm-hmm. I think that's like our superpower for sure. Absolutely. I think the, the connections that people make, the stories I hear of people who have become lifelong friends through um, their, their uh, ISACA membership or meeting a mentor or meeting somebody who created their next job. You know, Our certifications are strong and important and really help people get a stronghold you know, in, the, um, in their workplace. But I think it's the community that is like the, the thing that it's really at the heart of ISACA.
0: Uh, what do you think is the most significant barrier to female leadership?
1: It's hard to generalize, right? But um, I think I think a lot of women lead differently than the way that most men have traditionally led. Like a very kind of hard-ass, direct line, get this done or else kind of mentality right. is not what I've experienced from most women leaders. Um, and so I think sometimes that mentality still exists in the glass ceiling that we're trying to break into. And maybe we're seen as too soft or too nice or whatever that is, even though we're probably driving better and stronger results with a different style of leadership, I think that that can sometimes be a barrier in how people perceive what a good leader is that cr- just creates some, some different challenges, I think, for, again, you can't generalize and say all women, right. um, but for a lot of women I've worked for or worked with, I've definitely seen that kind of a difference in style.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you do a good job when you're trying to get a point across not to basically say, you need to adopt my thought, but here's why I think it would benefit us to do it this way. You know, yes. So I think you do a good job at not necessarily being soft, but you are direct. And I think um, you have a way of, of uh, humanizing that directness <laughs> of like not being harsh, not being in that face, but then you know, also telling the story um, to m- so people can see from your perspective. I think you do a really good job. In yeah, I'd rather like if people
1: want to come with me somewhere than like, force them, right? Right. So like, I'd rather talk them into it, convince them, show them all the reasons why that makes sense to follow me where I'm going, um, than be like, I'm gonna handcuff you and you have to come.
0: Right, right. <laughs> We've learned that with kids too, right? Yes. <laughs> um, it's a lot easier if they just wanna come along with you and do it. How do you wanna be remembered as a leader? This one's hard for me because sometimes I think that I fall
1: too much into the, like, I want to be liked. And that's a tough balance, right? Um, I've carried that over from my teenage years. Like, right, Um, (laughs) I just want everyone to like me. Um, (laughs) And I've let go of that, like, the older I've gotten and the more experience that I've gotten that that being respected, I think it's probably the thing I care about more, like, you might not, Want to go have a drink with me but you respect me in the way that I operate and that I have integrity I yeah. guess probably at the end of the day would be the the key word is that I've always operated with integrity
0: yeah perfect all right time for lightning round okay <laughs> superman or batman oh batman okay why because um, he's sexier he's then? cuter <laughs> um <laughs> uh movies or music favorite movie movies or music
1: probably Movies more. And my favorite movie is When Harry
0: Met Sally. Yep. Um, and then your favorite artist, your f- music artist? Taylor Swift. Yeah. I love her. It was such a good <laughs> concert. I know you went to a concert, I went to a concert. It's amazing. It's I so love she's her. She's awesome. I want to be her when I grow up. Right. <laughs> Antihero. Um, last concert you went to?
1: I think I went with you to the um, Windy City Smokeout. Oh, yeah,
0: we did go together this summer. Tim Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, who looks amazing for his age. Yes. And then a bunch of young kids. Yeah, yeah. And then that one guy that was very cringy. Yeah, there was was a weird guy. Um, What is the best non-curse one-word insult? Hmm. What do I, I don't know. Um I feel like I feel like your husband would be good at this because he just blurts <laughs> out sounds and words all the time. True. We'll True. just move on. What were you afraid of as a child? Clowns. Yep. I still am. I still don't like them. I'm I don't sorry. really either. What was uh what was my nickname for you when we were younger?
1: I don't know if you well I used to Well, you would use my whole name a lot, Julia Marie. I'm lengthen it. I don't know if that's that counted. Julia
0: Gulia? Yeah, that's
1: true. I would call you Julia
0: Gulia and then Jules. Yes. What about for me?
1: I made up your middle name yes. so that I could call you Amanda Jane in response to you calling right. me Julia Murray. <laughs> right. you have to explain why you don't, why I had to um, it's make up your middle name? It's
0: tradition in my family um, to not be given a middle name and so that you take your main name when you get married. And now I think it's outdated because now you can you can take your name if you like it or not, you know, <laughs> like now it's, a, it was a little bit outdated. But yeah, so I didn't have a middle name until I got married. So she gave me my middle I name. I called her Amanda Jane. So that I could have a full name for her when I was mad, and then AJ. Yes, you would call me AJ. <laughs> would you rather have more time or money?
1: I would
0: rather have more
1: money because I think I you can get best That's of both worlds. Right. You have more money, you can create more time in exactly. your life because you can hire more people to do the things. Like someone would do my laundry, and then someone would have to do my laundry. Do They would drive me everywhere, right. all the things. I cook my dinner, everything, <laughs> grocery shop.
0: Is your bed made right now?
1: Well. It was when I left the house, <laughs> but my husband is in between jobs at the moment. So he probably
0: took a nap. So it is probably unmade now. <laughs> it's a napper <laughs> and dog and you have a dog. So. And I have a well, dog. But your dog doesn't really get in your bed. My dog She does, does lately. She's really? decided to sleep with us and she's giant. She's <laughs> ginormous. Yeah. There's not a lot of room. Yeah. What never fails to make you laugh? People falling down. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I trip all the time. I do and i laugh at myself and then i laugh at other people who do too, too do you think you could win a game show of course you're so competitive I mean yes
1: because i'm competitive yes but it, not like a mental one like no, i would but, freeze on the spot but like like amazing race i would love to do that that'd be
0: super right. fun right i would probably do okay in survivor well and like we play the quarters game or things yeah. like that and yeah. you always yeah like minute win. to win it maybe yeah, minute stuff to win that, it, that, that kind, kind of thing stuff. yeah have you ever won a contest you did win the St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, I won some beer games. Beer games, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cats or dogs? You have both. I have both, but I'm more of a dog person. Yeah. Dream job or win a lottery? Probably win the lottery. Yeah.
1: Because then you could do it. Do whatever you want. Then you could,
0: like, yeah. Right. Would you rather have physical or mental strength? Mental. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is your guilty pleasure? Celine Dion. <laughs> I was gonna say Diet Coke. I don't
1: know. (laughs) Wine? Wine, chocolate, Diet Coke, and Celine Dion. Okay. Celine Dion's the one that's more like, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like she's pretty popular lately with all the TikToks and stuff. That's true. That's true. We should have done that TikTok. We should have. uh, We were
1: in like the original. Of we that, were, were the, OGs, the, of the, of we that were the OGs of
0: that TikTok with Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, we, we were doing it in the '90s it.
1: when nobody filmed
0: anything. Exactly, exactly. All right. So, closing questions. What can people expect from you next? Hmm. I don't know. I haven't figured that out for myself
1: quite yet. I think, personally, um, I want to continue to um, be a stronger runner and some of those kinds of things. So, I'd like to get back into racing again. I've taken a break, so I'd like to do that again. Professionally, you know, I'm hoping to to help continue, I think, here at Isaka, this com- feel of community. It's been, I think it was strained during the pandemic and the way we work and all that kind of stuff has changed. So continuing to find innovative ways to bring people together to still experience that.
0: Absolutely. What was your favorite part of this episode? beating me at Mario Kart, <laughs> no. which probably was not satisfied at all because there was no competition.
1: <laughs> no, it was fun playing though. I hadn't um, haven't played a video game in a long time, so it was yeah. super fun.
0: Yeah. I think just probably just seeing you. I feel I like know, we I haven't see seen you, each you in other a while. Enough, so, hanging out and seeing you. What would you say if you had the whole world's attention for five minutes? Oh, I don't need five minutes. I would say be kind to each other. Right. Like little bit of like just,
1: recognize where that everybody has their thing, right? Like I always try to remind myself, like whatever is happening, um, most people are coming from a place of good intent.
0: Absolutely. And you just don't know what the person you're dealing with or talking to is going through yeah. at the time. A little bit of kindness yep.
1: can never go wrong.
0: Awesome. <laughs> what an upbeat ending. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. I'm Amanda Rabel, and this has been an ISACA podcast.